I'm Barry Trammell. I'm Jenny Carlson. Welcome to the Jenny and Barry Show, emergency podcast edition. We'll get right to it, but first we want to say thanks to our sponsors for supporting the Jenny and Barry Show, the Oklahoma Ford Dealers Association, MidFirst Bank, Next Gen Roofing, Two Fellows Movers, the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum, 988 Oklahoma's Mental Health Lifeline. Drive into your best in Oklahoma Ford dealers today for the best deals on Ford's full lineup of trucks and SUVs. Ford is the best in Oklahoma. And hey, let's face it, a box of pizza and a case of beer just don't work like they used to when you're trying to move. Nobody wants to help you move, but we know two fellas that love moving. At Two Fellows Moving Company, we offer free, no strings quotes for your move. With more than 20 years experience, we've pretty much moved it all. Our services don't end up moving either. Need some some remodeling or spring cleaning? We have you covered with dumpster rentals and junk call services. Remember, quotes are free and there are no strings attached. If you're moving in Oklahoma, make sure to call the fellas. Visit twofellas.com for your free quote today. Well, Barry, we are on emergency duty today because breaking news, the Big 12 has clarified its tiebreaker scenarios for the football championship game. You broke this news and it's a clarification because the rule, the criteria, really poorly written. Talk us through what has been clarified here. Well, the uh, when, you, when you get to a, th- a three-team tie potential with Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and Kansas State at seven and two, uh, which is frankly quite feasible. If, if everybody, if, if the favorites went out, you'll have Texas at eight and one, OU and OSU and K-State at seven and two. And uh, Oklahoma State beat OU, beat Kansas State. There's really not anything else to talk about in a sane world, but the Big 12 tie-breaking procedures were so poorly written that it didn't really say that. It said that if uh, everybody didn't play each other, they move on to the next uh, to the next criteria, and OU and K-State didn't play. Now, it wouldn't matter if they played. It wouldn't have mattered. If they had tied, it wouldn't have mattered if they ran off and got married. It didn't change the fact that OSU swept them. So no reason to, to talk about anything else. So it clearly was just a snafu in the tie-breaking procedure. Uh, the conference uh, football people got together this week and said, hey, this isn't right. Let's clarify what we mean by that rule. They said if, if, uh, if somebody has swept the other two, it doesn't matter if the others have played that team moves on. So um, it's, it's unfortunate because of the environment in which we're living, right? The, the conspiracy theorists will be back out. Oh, you're leaving the conference. And uh, a lot of people think the Big 12 is out to get them. Uh, I don't think that's true, but it sure makes the Big 12 look bad right now, Jacko. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, obviously this is, it's a big mess. I mean, let's be honest, because this is a, a, a you know, it's, I don't think anybody's surprised that we're using the multi-team tiebreaker. This is the Big 12 we're talking about. Parity has reigned supreme in the Big 12. So the fact that it would not be a clear-cut one-two at the top of the league, yeah, no kidding. That's how this league has become. So I think this was a foregone conclusion that they were going to need to use the tiebreaker But Barry, I know you and I both were in contact with the Big 12 over the weekend as we started to see these scenarios start to play out. Obviously, before this past weekend, you had two teams that had everything in their own control. Their destiny lied in their own hands. If Texas won out, if OSU won out, 
they were both going to the Big 12 title game. As soon as OSU loses, then it starts, we need to start looking at what's exactly happening. So you and I, independent of each other, reached out to the Big 12 and said, okay, if this happens, what happens? And you got an answer that said that, that those, uh, those games wouldn't really count. Head-to-head wouldn't count, even though if K-State and OU played, the best one of those teams could be against the other two is one and one. OSU's basically ended the conversation, whether it was OSU that was in that position or OU or K-State or Texas Tech or Baylor or any of these teams. It only, it's only right that if you sweep, even if the other two don't play, they can't be better than two and O. They've already lost. So to have that be the rule, it just makes sense. But obviously, it's not, it was not clear. It was not clear to me. And frankly, there was more that wasn't clear. So if we get beyond the first criteria, I have questions about the next levels of criteria. So maybe we need to start asking those questions now because it seems it's crazy to me that the leaders of the conference, the athletic directors, uh, anybody who's involved with this could look at those rules and say, yeah, this makes sense. They're, they're, they're nonsensical sentences in some cases. You mentioned the if not, if not what? You referenced this in what you wrote. If not what? I, there was no it, clear indication what exactly they were talking about. It was really badly done. And for a conference that, you know, millions of dollars are on the line, tens of mil- hundreds of millions of dollars, to have it be that unclear is almost, it's almost, it just boggles my mind, Barry. I don't know where you come down, but I'm just bo- I'm, my mind is boggled by the whole thing. Yeah, I I think it's inattention on some parts, um, perhaps even uh, ling- uh, linguistic incompetence. Uh, let me read the path. Here here's the rule: if if you have a three if you have three teams tied, it goes down to quote head to head best cumulative win percentage in games among the teams tied. If not, comma Every tied team has played each other. Go to step two. If not, what? I don't understand. Um, so it's just, it was almost like it wasn't even proofread. Mm. Uh, you know, the Big 12 span, if you, if you did this in 2016 or 2007 or 1998, people would say, what's going on? Well, silly, glad they fixed it. With OU moving out. Yeah. The Sooners all fired up about the officiating and the scheduling and anything else that comes down the pike. Same with Texas. Then you say, uh, uh, oh. And the question becomes, would they have clarified this rule if it would have benefited the Sooners and not the Cowboys? I like to think, yes, I believe in the integrity of uh, the people down in Irving, uh, but not everyone does. And yeah. that's, that's why we've sort of got a bad situation. Yeah, and it is unfortunate. Let's be honest. I mean, the uh, the fact that the conference let these rules stand and, you know, didn't sort of think out that this could happen. I mean, we saw a couple years ago the situation with the Big Ten Conference. That was in a COVID-shortened year, and they didn't have, obviously, some of their scenarios didn't account for a shortened Big Ten season. So they had to clarify And ultimately, that was a big conspiracy involving the Big Ten. So I think there are some people that will, will, there's nothing we can say here to change some people's minds about, is there a conspiracy? Now, Brent Venables said definitively during his press conference today, and this was, you know, he was asked about officiating, but I think this holds. He said, I don't believe in conspiracies. So Brent Venables is, is on the side of, 
just, you know, let's live in, let's live in the world where we, we believe that, you know, reality is reality and there's not something nefarious happening behind closed doors. I don't know if everybody will buy into what Brent Venables said, but it's sure, it's hard to think that there's something as convoluted as some big behind the scenes. I mean, we've talked about this before, Barry, the fact that OU's headed to BYU on a short week and they get to play a day game, they're not going to get home when the sun comes up on Sunday, they'll be home before sundown on Saturday. So for every one you say, oh, there's that, there's got to be some, there's got to be some balance. There's got to be some reality. I'm, I'm, I'm anti-conspiracy theory. Gr- put me with Brent Venables on that. Yeah, man, uh, I appreciate it. You know, Brent probably doesn't even know there are tiebreakers. He's worried. He's literally worried about, uh, you know, plugging the A-gap, uh, he yeah. even said today. So, yeah, Brent doesn't get into that thing. That's actually a good sign for the Sooners. But this is a good thing for the conference. If if you'd had a three-way tie between OU, OSU, and K-State, OSU had swept the other two and didn't win the tiebreaker, the league would look like uh, a bunch of fools. So yeah. it's, a, it's a decision they had to make. They, uh, you know, they, they got to work Monday morning and thought, this is not, this is not really good. Talked it over and said, we got to clarify this. Looks bad considering uh, the, uh, the situation with OU leaving, but it's the right move. I mean, it's, it's, it's the right thing to do. It's never the wrong time to do the right thing. So, um, unfortunate timing, but I think they got it right. I do too. All right. We'll have a lot more on this issue on selloutcrowd.com. You can read our content at barrytrammell.com and jenny-carlson.com. And if this is your first time hearing or seeing us, be sure to subscribe on YouTube or your favorite uh, podcast app and leave a review if you like what you heard. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.